English, Director of Children Deserve Success, and Executive Director of the San Bernardino County-wide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. And I want to welcome you to our Children Deserve Success podcast. Twice a month, we will be sending out these recordings regarding all things related to child welfare and attendance, school attendance review board, foster youth services, McKinney-Vento homeless programs in our county, and the San Bernardino County-wide Gangs and Drugs Task Force. This month's focus will be an interview with the San Bernardino County Public Defender, Thomas Song. Thomas, welcome, and I appreciate you coming down today for this all-important podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Absolutely. So with that, let's go ahead and jump into it. So if you would, please share your background as it relates to your career in public service. Yeah, so uh, I went to law school in San Diego, my intention when I went to law school was to go into public service and join a public defender's office. Uh, started off after I graduated, joined a uh, civil, real, civil firm and realized that wasn't for me. Uh, made some money, saved it up. Uh, San Bernardino County gave me an opportunity. Uh, joined the public defender's office here over 20 years ago. I worked my way up the ranks from an entry-level DPD. Uh, eight years ago, got into management when I was promoted to Chief Deputy Public Defender, ran uh, several divisions. Two years ago, I promoted to the Assistant Public Defender position, uh, and just recently in April of this year, I was fortunate enough to uh, be appointed the Public Defender of the County. And throughout that time, built relationships, partnerships, uh, collaborated with other county agencies and uh, uh, nonprofits. It's been great. Wow. So, with that, is there anything you may have left out? that you would say prepared you for your current work as the newly appointed public defender? Yeah, I think it's uh, the way that I was raised. Uh, My mom, uh, when I was a child, um, you know, I was raised by a single mother. Uh, My dad passed away when I was uh, three months old. My mom was the first uh, in our family to immigrate to the United States, barely spoke the language. Uh, She was a mother of two kids. um, And, you know, we had our struggles. And there's a point that I remember when we were growing up that uh, social services and law enforcement was involved. And there was a time that they could have decided to take us away from my mom uh, and broken up our family. Uh, But for one reason or another, the uh, law enforcement officer and the social service worker uh, decided to provide services, uh, kept our family together. my mom took advantage of those services, and uh, that has a had a huge impact as to me and my sister getting to where we're at today. And I'd like to think that uh, the same thing would happen today in today's society, uh, but I'm also not naive uh, to say that uh, if I was of a different race, uh, uh, that it would have happened. If I was from a different community, the same thing would have happened. So I think that kind of shaped me uh, to uh, be the voice for those that don't, and to help those out in our community. Well, uh, when you talk about our community, uh, what are three areas of need that you see um, that have been illuminated by the pandemic? So I think when I uh, look at it from uh, the public defender's office, specifically in law and justice, um, I think it's access to justice. Uh, That was really highlighted by the pandemic, uh, where individuals who needed um, to be in court, uh, to be heard, uh, didn't have that access. 
I think what helped our county out is that the public defender's office was this, our counties, was the first county to be fully digital. Uh, that was with the support of the Board of Supervisors and the CAO's office uh, from years ago. So that put us ahead of a lot of the other counties where we were able to do a lot of the hearings uh, virtually because we were already set up to do that. Um, I think another area um, is communication. Uh, it's just communicating uh, with communities. I think a lot of times when individuals uh, hear public defender's office, mm -hmm. there's a misconception, misperception of who we are and what we do. You're absolutely right that we represent individuals in court, but what people don't, I think, ever hear about is we have social workers. Mm -hmm. uh, we try to provide services uh, beyond the courtroom. Um, juveniles, students, uh, try to get them into school, prevent them from being... Uh, suspended to divert them, uh, try to get them on the right track. So I think it's just that being more visible in the community, um, trying to explain to everybody uh, what services that we provide, but most importantly, I think it's just to listen. Uh, to listen to what the community tells us that they need from us. Uh, I think that was a huge missing component that uh, we're starting to understand. Wow, Thomas, so it's obvious that, you know, you have a heart for the community and those who are underserved. While defending constitutional rights and pursuing justice through excellent representation, perhaps you've had the opportunity to observe the San Bernardino County-wide Gangs and Drugs Task Force, a partner with the San Bernardino County Public Defenders Department. How has that work shaped your view of various partners, including business and community, education entities, faith-based organizations, family outreach, local government legislators, drug prevention organizations, health and wellness organizations, all of which are represented on the executive board of the task force. Yeah, I think it's uh, really important. All those agencies that you talked about in the partnerships, uh, we wouldn't be able to do what we do or reach the communities without those partnerships and collaborations. There is, any way you put it, there's a distrust. There's a distrust of government, right? Um, we need to be able to those relationships so that those organizations who have already built those trusts with communities, that they help us lead the way and help build those trusts with the people that we need as well. There are partnerships that are so, you know, it's so obvious uh, and that we never do. Um, let, let's talk about, I know one of the people that sits on the board is uh, Young Visionaries and Terrence Stone. Uh, we collaborate with them in trying to uh, reach the youth of our communities. So I think it's just a natural fit, mm -hmm. and I think everybody understands that everybody has a different role, but where we can work together to accomplish something, uh, we'll be more efficient, uh, and we can do a lot of good. Uh, so it's exciting. All these partnerships are exciting, and we need to take advantage of them. Wow. And you bring up Terrence and his service. I have the opportunity to serve on his board of VIP. Uh, violence intervention and prevention program that has a real stake in the community that actually go out to the community deal with some of those members of our community that have been um, I should say that have been negatively affected by crime yeah. uh, some who uh, actually took a part in that crime criminal activity and some who were just um, innocent bystanders um, and uh, he is an ex-officio of the task force and so I'm really thrilled to hear that You've been working and collaborating with him and others in our community. As you interact with members of the community, how are you able to continue to deliver your message with energy 
and passion? You know, it's, I, I tell my family all the time that when I don't have that energy and passion to do what I do anymore, uh, it's time to look to do something different, right? Uh, what we're asked to do with my attorneys, my staff, my team, it's not easy work, um, but we directly impact individuals and their lives. And a lot of times, individuals' liberty is at stake, uh, their future is at stake, and how that person is going to be shaped if they're a young individual, right? Uh, we're going to impact all of that. If I can't keep that passion up, or if my team can't keep the passion up, we shouldn't be doing what we're doing, period. You know, uh, What I also learned uh, recently is from our community members, um, it's as easy as just listening to them, hearing them out, giving them my time. And that appreciation that individuals have when you treat them as a human and an individual, you listen to them, you might not agree with everything, but just to be heard is so important. Uh, and to me, that in and of itself should be self-motivation. Wow. Thomas, we talked earlier about um, uh, the collaboration uh, between different entities throughout the county that some counties don't enjoy. So some counties are at odds with, uh, for instance, um, uh, you would be at odds with the district attorney. Talk a little bit about the difference in this county and other counties that you've seen. Yeah, I think it's, uh, we are a very unique county. Uh, and when I talk about our law and justice committee, it's uh, made up of the public defender, district attorney, probation, behavioral health, the courts, the sheriffs, uh, public health, and the uh, CAO's office. And we really work well together. And, you know, I've said this before at a couple of events that I went to at, uh, at the detention centers. And I said, how often do you see the sheriff and the public defender in the same room uh, working to try and solve or working towards the same goal? You won't see that in other counties. But in our county, there is a good understanding that we all have our roles. Uh, nothing is personal. Uh, when we have a common goal, uh, we're able to work together uh, to be more efficient and achieve that goal. Uh, but when it comes time when we disagree, we'll fight, we'll litigate, uh, we'll resolve it in another manner, but it's not personal. Um, and I think that is something that's really unique about the way that we're able to get things accomplished. You know, it's kind of one of the things that we talked about earlier uh, about members of the uh, San Bernardino County Gangs and Drug Task Force. You know, we've partnered up with not only all these other county agencies, but as you talk about young visionaries, but our, one of our biggest partners is the faith-based organizations, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Uh, the churches. Uh, we recently did two events where we partnered up with the uh, first district, fifth district, uh, and put on events where we not only did a record clearing event mm -hmm. uh, to try and expunge individuals' records, uh, we've worked with workforce development, was able to bring in uh, employers, uh, down here in San Rodino, I think we serviced uh, somewhere around 600 to 700 residents in the high desert in Victorville with Abundant Living. We uh, assisted somewhere around 350, 400 individuals, and they were offered jobs on the spot. So when you work with organizations that traditionally you wouldn't see collaborating, but when you get them all together, wow, it's, it's incredible the things that you can accomplish. That is really exciting, and to really have a direct impact um, as a 28-year educator, I've always worked with marginalized youth and families, um, those subgroups that are traditionally underrepresented. 
And so everything that you're saying kind of speaks to the fact that we need to support those groups to make our community better, stronger, and a place where we want to work, live, and play, which would be San Bernardino County. Um, last question I have for you, Thomas. How do you perceive the current social climate in San Bernardino County? And what role can the Gangs and Drugs Task Force serve to assist in bridging the gap as it relates to community relations? I think we are in a, uh, we have a unique opportunity right now. Uh, with laws that are being passed, um, we have an opportunity to make a huge impact on our youth and our communities. I think, uh, you know, something that comes to mind right now is to work in collaboration with the task force to be able to divert individuals away from the criminal justice system, get involved sooner at an earlier stage, right? Uh, don't even want to give that youth a look at what that criminal justice system looks like to have them, you know, stereotyped or, you know, uh, it has a very negative impact. Uh, so I think to be able to take full advantage of the laws, partnerships, um, get to the youth really early, uh, find ways to divert, uh, keep them in school, away from gangs, uh, I think that's the biggest impact we can make right now. I tell you, Thomas, we look forward to working with the Public Defender's Office as we move forward. Really exciting to make this connection between you and I. And um, just appreciate your time and your work. Um, and you say 20 years, that's not a short amount of time to really be invested in something that you said earlier, directly affecting lives. And you talk about the youth, and I think the youth, us targeting the youth is really vital uh, because, of course, that's going to be our future, yours and mine, and hopefully the residents of San Bernardino. So with that, I want to thank you once again, and I want to thank you all for listening. We hope you find this exciting information valuable. If you have any topics or questions that you would like addressed, please email them directly to CWA at sbcss.net. As always, we hope you stay well, and as you continue to transform lives through education, remember, the business of education is about people.